In this episode of the Cube Command Podcast, we're going over our most anticipated games coming out in 2021. Welcome, welcome to the Cube Command Podcast. My name is Tommy Savoya. Uh, I'm Nathan. Alex? Just, just Alex. Alex. <laughs> uh, all right, all right, Alex. And this is the show where you can chill with us as we talk about the news, reviews, and other things in the gaming, pop culture, and movie industry. The Cube Command Podcast is produced by Savoya Studios and is part of the Savoya Media Network. To find all of our shows, just go to SavoyaMedia.com. Okay, 2020, at this point of this this episode coming out 2020 is under our belt and we are through that is not the case at this very moment we still got what like three more days and uh you know as we can assume we're still doing things playing games unless all of our game systems spontaneously combust in the span of three days i have so many please don't say that <laughs> all at the same time oh my god that's well they are kind of piled on top of each other that's dangerous i would be leaving my vcr with them (laughs) that's a vcr you can get get another one really thrift store yeah thrift store fair well now that the year is over we had um some very interesting games came out last year that we talked about um we're talking we're looking at the the horizons above us and the new pastures that will come in 2021 with a new games uh, we each picked out one, and then uh, Nick is not present with us. Dang it, Nick. Nick is uh, he's at grocery shopping, so he couldn't make the recording. But we have an, a little game that Nathan and I, and I presume Alex as well, is excited for. Uh, I don't know if he is or not, but... I don't know, he's not really paying attention. He's, he's looking down, so <laughs> we, we'll never know. But uh, this, this game is a game that was supposed to come out this year... I got pushed back. I don't even know why I got pushed back, but I got pushed back. Um, Lego Star Wars, the Skywalker Saga. It's going to be a good game. I really hope it's going to be a good game. I mean, it's got a lot riding on it, right? It's uh, been in development for a while. But then again, it is a Lego game, so uh, it will come with its fair share of problems. Really, though? Have you have you played our Lego game recently? Not recently. Okay, all the new ones are, are broken, but they're still fun. They're fun, don't get me wrong, but the Lego games have created this reputation among themselves for being like consistently buggy. Like you can count on a Lego game having certain bugs in it. It doesn't ruin the experience, it's fine. Because it's a Lego game, you know. Yeah. But uh so okay, why Nathan, why don't you fill us in what Lego Star Wars the Skywalker saga entails? Okay. So it's basically just going to be all nine movies put into one game and it is lego-fied yeah that's that's pretty on the nose yeah they didn't specify whether there's going to be like rogue one or mandalorian dlc or Probably whatever not actually dlc maybe at least the characters like you'll I probably have jim you can probably play as jen or so and cassian and maybe mando if they don't put a little baby Yoda, I, I would pay money for a baby Yoda in my Lego Star Wars. Oh, they'll probably have an Easter Roman. egg somewhere. Yeah. They'll, they'll, they'll either have like maybe like one chapter, like a side chapter for like at least a Rogue One. I, I'm guessing in the base game. And then I don't think they want to acknowledge Solo, so they probably won't put Solo in the game. 
unfortunately. They um, might have like Young and Lando and L3 maybe as like just characters you can buy. Yeah, and um uh, Woody Harrelson's character. What was oh, his name? Oh, Beckett. Beckett. Yeah, Captain Beckett. Or Dryden Voss. Dryden Oh, they have to put Dryden Voss. Yeah, he got to have like a unique weapon and stuff. Mhm. And uh if they're going to go that far, they might as well put Kira too. And uh, they should also put in some Rebels and Clone Wars characters because we just kind of skipped that part. Oh, yeah, I mean, they did <laughs> like, make a, a Clone Wars Lego game. Oh, yeah, they did make one. Yeah. It's the third one. It is the third one, oddly enough. Uh, so I, I, I don't see why they wouldn't reuse assets, maybe port some stuff over. Yeah, just know? at least put the characters in. Yeah. Like Rex, Ahsoka, Ezra, Kanan. Fives. Hera. Uh, Chopper. I see <laughs> Chopper. I think it's safe to say you can assume at least one little piece of representation from every piece of Star Wars. Because, like, the way they market this thing, they're like, oh, it's a huge game and you can do, you can go anywhere you want. Well, it's um, probably going to follow a similar pattern to, um, or a similar gameplay style to Force Awakens. How was that one like? Did you not play that one? That was the only one I didn't play. Um... So you didn't have like a cantina hub like you did in the first like two games, but you could like explore the different worlds. Like you could actually explore around Jakku and Starkiller Base. Um, I think the first world you start on is uh whatever the the resistance base was. <laughs> you pretty much just run around on there and there's like panels instead of doors to go into the chapters so like you're probably going to be able to run all around Naboo and the palace and stuff go all around Coruscant yeah they did show characters running around like Kashyyyk and stuff like places that weren't very vastly explored in previous games ah yeah okay I remember one detail I did read about it is that um as a very uh, what's the word? Delinear style of uh, progression, where it's not chapter by chapter. It's you. You can literally play it out of order if you want to. You just go to a location, and the level for the location is going to be there, like you said. I mean, that's how the um old games were too. All you had to do was beat the first episode one, chapter one, and then you had all six episodes open to you. That's true, but to get to the later parts like if you wanted to get to the geonosis fight you'd have to play the other chapters of attack of the clones yeah from what the gist i got is what they implied was that if you wanted to play the battle of kashik you didn't have to play like uh the the rescuing chancellor palpatine or something you could just go straight into it right smack in the middle of episode three that's what i got from it well with force awakens you had to like it started you at the resistance base. You played a chapter, eventually took you to Jakku, and that's how you unlock Jakku and everything you can do there. But that was like a linear progression system. Wasn't well, yeah, it? yeah, you'll probably still have to unlock the planets, but it'll probably have like the starting planets for each movie. Oh, so I it'll see have what you like mean. Um, Naboo, Tatooine, Hoth, other planets. <laughs> I, I got the Yavin. gist of it. 
Is it going to have like Starfighter gameplay like in 3? Probably. There was quite a bit of it in um Force Awakens and it was actually pretty fun. You weren't like stuck on a track like you were in the complete saga. Oh cool. So it's not like a, it wasn't like isometric. Oh, that's neat. Oh, but that's going to be really cool. Yeah. Imagine actually flying around in the Battle of Coruscant. Well, I think Alex can <laughs> can relate to that having played Squadrons. Oh, that and I have played uh, older Lego Star Wars. If the uh, flying is similar to those, uh, it would be like the Lego Batman one too, because I played that flying section as well. Uh, that plays completely differently from Squadrons. <laughs> well, in Force Awakens, you're not stuck on the track like you were in the old games. You can actually uh, go wherever you want. You were stuck on a track in the old ones? I thought you yeah, had for a, certain uh, levels. Well, certain levels. I, I thought... I mean, it's a track, but in that track, you can technically fly anywhere in that section of the track. Oh, yeah, you can still, like, do that, but you're still on rail. Yeah. For it's not levels... like a third person from the back flyer. Oh. Yeah, it is. Oh, for, it is for Force now? Awakens. <laughs> yeah. Okay, then. Moving forward, then, it'll probably technically, be like uh, that. So then, yeah, probably decent with that, because I also played a decent amount of Star Fox 64, and that's also that kind of flying yeah is is there just is there a release date on it yet or is it just general 2021 well uh according to the wikipedia page it, it used to be 2020 um but it got changed to quarter one slash quarter two 2021 so they're they don't know or they haven't released it the exact one yet they don't want to commit to something yeah that's my guess because 2020 is halted development for plenty of titles Cyberpunk. Yeah, cyber. Oh man, <laughs> I, I I want I, I we have to have an episode talking about cyberpunk exclusively at some point. But what's um, a cyberpunk? I don't even know. Hopefully not like Lego Star Wars because um they they've been I mean they're yeah. on a solid track to release it. They have the, uh, the 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 physical deluxe edition. They showed that off already. It's getting ready to go gold at some point. Uh, have you seen that the the deluxe edition? I don't think so. It's um not like a booklet, but like a slipcover case. It comes with a Luke Skywalker minifigure where he's drinking the blue milk. <laughs> um, and then the case has Darth Vader's mask, and if you lift it up, it's his face and whatever. That's cool. Yeah. And uh, they already said that it's coming out for the last Gen 2, um, along with the new Series X and PS5. Uh, here we go. Deluxe Edition includes a character collection bundle which collects six character packs based around the characters from outside the Skywalker saga. Packs from The Mandalorian, Rogue One, Solo, A Star Wars Story, um, and the Bad Batch cartoon that's going to be releasing next year. So I guess that answers our question. <laughs> um, Good thing we just wasted like 10 minutes rambling about that. I mean, hey, it's, uh, <laughs> we don't know which characters they're going to be including, though. That's the thing. Yeah, it just said in they, general. That's a pretty good guess. Yeah, so yeah. Uh, the Skywalker Lego Star Wars: The Skywalker Saga coming out early 2020, so shouldn't have too much longer to wait for a release date at the very least. Um, well, we talked for long enough, Alex. Why don't you go ahead and give us yours? Um, mine is briefly default two, only because uh. I still haven't played, touched the demo yet. <laughs> that came out this past year, and uh, I really like 
bravely default one on the 3ds so i i'm looking forward to the second one and it still looks like it's going to be the similar style to the original where it's like even octopath traveler has that more storybook style uh background especially when in pounds but uh you know a lot more fully fleshed than uh that more nostalgic retro 16-bit feel that octopath had and that is also a standard turn-based rpg so um i was a little confused about bravely default because there was another one that came out called bravely second and now there's a third one called two so what's the deal with that so bravely second is a story continuing off the first story oh so it's so, like final fantasy 13 13 2 and then there's a final fantasy 14 uh that could work uh xenoblade chronicles with chronicles future connected and then xenoblade 2 being something completely different somewhat but future connected came after two i know but (laughs) i mean technically five came out before uh after years so i mean there could still be references to the original story of both default one and second but uh I haven't been paying attention because to like trailers and stuff because that's the game I want to take in blind for the most part. So uh, it looks fun. It looks like it's staying in its original, you know, roots of what I have seen, especially from like e- the E3 and uh, the like one direct we had last year with it in it. So would you say uh, for you, this game series, is it more so the gameplay and the mechanics or is it the story that it introduces? Um, more so gameplay and not really development of character, but how the characters are initially presented somewhat more. I, I mean, there was like develop character development, but it seems more. How do I put this? There is a character that's already there, and while it develops the characters a little more, they still stay within that original presentation of the character. Is the best way I could put it. So it's kind of like a progression kind of thing where you get to yeah. see the character's growth. Yeah. So for you, it, it probably would be more story-based. For the most part, I don't really care for the story per se. I'm more in tune with the character rather than the overarching story. It's more so that. It's probably character-driven, not really the overarching plot-driven storyline. Is not really what I'm looking for. Never know, it could surprise me. Could be could be the greatest FPS ever made as a mini game. You never know. <laughs> I'll wait for the day of an FPS RPG. Follow that's especially turn based <laughs> FPS RPG. Okay, that sounds disgusting. <laughs> no, that sounds horrible. <laughs> uh, you never know. The switch is the switch is home to many different innovative <laughs> gameplay styles. I mean, the indies on there do well. And they yeah. do fairly weirdly different things. True. Yeah, I guess this wouldn't technically count as an indie. It's big old Square Enix, isn't it? Yeah, it's squared. <laughs> and uh, it's coming out for Nintendo Switch. Uh, it says February 26, 2021. Is that right? Yes. Okay, Unless okay, there's a delay. But pretty that's pretty set in stone because that was like July, September was when that was like set. So I think they're pretty on their way for their that release date oh it's probably going to be earlier than any of the other games on this list 
True. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> that's the only one with the, actually that's the only one with the solid release date that we have. Okay, so Bravely Default Two. Um, Nathan, you want to go next, or you want me to go? I can go. Okay. So the game I'm really looking forward to is The Ruined King: A League of Legends Story. If you know anything about League of Legends, it is the biggest MOBA ever, but The Ruined King is going to be an RPG, surprisingly, a turn-based RPG, and you have um six very interesting characters that you're going to be able to play with, and you get to explore two different regions, both of them which are kind of empty in terms of lore and the whole ruined king is a whole big part of the lore which hasn't really been explored much so this is going to fill in a nice big hole in the overall story of league of legends so is this the first time the league of legends has done uh a not a non-moba like storytelling lore filled interpretation of their games yes okay they have um Legends of Ruterra, which is a it's similar to Hearthstone, and it does kind of give little lore bits, but this is the first like full story driven thing for a video game that they're doing. Wow. When you told me I never even heard of this before. I like, I know League of Legends, but I've never heard of this like at all. Yeah, for the um for their tenth anniversary like last year or was it like i forget when it was but they announced a bunch of different games they were working on and like they were actually putting the s in riot games <laughs> besides just having their one title for 10 years and it was this game which was a ruined king it was the card game legends of ruterra and then a fighting game valorant which has already been released and they recently spilled that they're working on an MMO RPG. And this is probably going to be the, well, outside of Valorant and Legends of Ruterra, this is going to be the first solo player game they've ever released. That's really neat, actually, because I, I know that you mentioned before that the that League of Legends has a really, really rich backstory that you wanted them to, like, expand on. Yeah, like, on, on the website... They have the six characters that I assume that are going to be in your party throughout the entire game. And if you actually click on one of them, they bring up their universe page, which the universe website is just for lore and stuff so that you can read all about them and see their interactions with the other characters and stuff. Oh, these are. Oh, OK. I thought maybe it would be some original characters, but these are like the they're expanding on the existing characters, right? Yeah. But before the trailer. We've never actually seen a picture of the Ruined King. So the character you see at the top of the website is the first time a picture of him has been seen. Was he alluded to before? Oh, he had so many stories wrapped around him. And he even has an item in game based on him. Oh, wow. They have a whole like uh, graphic novel. Mm-hmm. Uh, he kind of looks like this guy kind of looks like Hanzo. What? Yasuo? Is that how you pronounce? Yes. Yasuo. Okay. Yasuo. (laughs) There was an event for League of Legends where Yasuo's dead brother came back to the game and 
I'm not joking about this. <laughs> and they showed a cinematic with, for his like reveal. And at the end of it, they showed the two characters, Yasuo and Ari, going to the Bilgewater region. And it's like, why would they have any reason to go there? But it's just for this game. So when was that released? July-ish. Huh. But it's being developed by Airship's Syndicate, which also made the game Battle Chasers. When when the gameplay trailer was shown off, people in the comments were just like, wow, it is just a ripoff of this game. And people were replying to those comments like, yeah, the same studio worked on it. Of course, it's going to be similar. <laughs> but man, some people have said like, there's a few characters connected with Ruin King that should be in the game. So hopefully they're just side characters that you'll find in the Shadow Isles region. The uh, how many how many worlds you got to explore? Bilgewater and Shadow Isles. Oh, just two. Oh, I see. Oh, wow, that's a really good concept art. Mm-hmm. Unless it's the actual overworld art. Uh, the one for Bilgewater actually is in-game art. Oh, wow. The Shadow Isles elaborate. is just universe art. So okay, plan release date coming twenty twenty one. Okay, yeah. that's a very broad window. It's supposed to be for the first half of 2021. And it's unlike League of Legends and Legends of Ruterra and Valorant. It's actually going to be on every major console. So PS4, PS5, Xbox, even Nintendo Switch. Oh. And it will actually be on Steam. Yeah, uh, Steam looks like it doesn't have a, a price for it uh, yet. Did they announce the price? No. Okay. I'm not sure if they're going to do a full 60 because when I typed in Battle Chasers, it doesn't look too expensive, but it is three years old. Yeah, I mean, if it's on Steam, you know it's going to drop in price anyway, so. <laughs> cool. Ruin King, a League of Legends story. Okay. So the last one I have is uh, Gotham Knights for every system, just like the last one. PS4, PS5, Xbox One, Series X, PC, but not Nintendo. Yeah, so Gotham Knights is uh, by Warner Brothers Montreal Studio, which is the same studio who did uh, Arkham Origins, which was the black sheep of the uh, the Arkham series. Because the Arkham series was developed exclusively by Rocksteady, except for Origins. I, I thought this was going to be a, um, like the next continuation of Batman was going to be Rocksteady, but they're working on the Suicide Squad game. Montreal's had a lot of time to work on this because... Uh, they teased this game, like, I think it was, like, a year ago. They initially said, oh, yeah, we're making a Batman game. And then, like, six months passed and nothing was announced. And then we got teasers. Like, the whole lead-up to this game was, like, really cryptic. When they dropped the trailer, it kind of made sense why all this stuff was cryptic. Because uh, Gotham Knights follows a completely new universe not connected to the Arkham games. Because they did not do a very good job initially spelling that out for people. Because, spoilers, at the end of God Arkham Knight, Batman dies, or at least fakes his death. So, the beginning of... Oh, oh spoilers. <laughs> but, but at the beginning of Gotham Knights, um, Batman Skypes everyone and, and with a pre-recorded message and says, Hey, y'all, I'm dead. Uh, can you guys take care of crime in Gotham for me? So, you're, gonna be, you're not even going to be playing as Batman in this one. You're playing as uh, Batgirl, Nightwing, Robin, and Red Hood. Which is... I was over the moon when I saw this announcement because I love the Batman sidekicks. They're my favorite thing about the Batman mythos. And there has not been a single game where they're the central 
central figures in it. There were side pieces in the Arkham games. So the fact that DC is willing to like put Batman aside for a little bit to focus on these guys, I think is really, really gutsy of them. Imagine that they got a movie. Imagine it. Yo, if they got a movie, oh, I would be so happy. Yeah, I know Nightwing's getting a movie, but... Your profile picture on Discord has been Nightwing for who knows how long. Exactly, exactly. I'm a huge Robin, Nightwing, Red Hood fan. Oh, man. It's, I was so happy when I saw this. And especially since they're they're getting the interpretations of the characters right, for starters. They freaking make the, the sidekicks jobbers in every single iteration of them. So they can make Batman, like, put him on a higher pedestal. But they killed him now, so now the sidekicks get to do something cool. Are they really sidekicks? I mean, not anymore. If Batman is dead? Batman's dead, there's no one to sidekick. Robin, probably. Probably still a sidekick. To who? Nightwing. Yeah, Nightwing. <laughs> what about the other Robin? The other Robin? Yo, the other Robin's not even... Damien's not even in the game, thankfully. It's all Tim Drake, all the way. And they didn't actually do a good job clarifying that either. But okay, so the the gameplay in this one... You know how the, the Arkham games are like stealth-based? What's the word for it? It's like, it's open-ended combat. Free-flowing combat. This one's an RPG. So mm. enemies have health bars. Um, you get to customize your character's skills and their outfits. So they're going to be pulling a bunch of outfits from DC's history. They're going to be doing a leveling system. And because it's four characters, you get four stories. So I don't know how that's going to happen. They're probably going to be hopping around to different like stage by stage, kind of like Lego Star Wars we mentioned earlier. But it's also the Arkham series combat system, kind of. It's still stealth-based, but one thing they did clarify is that if an enemy you're trying to do a stealth takedown on is a higher level than you, they won't stay down for very long. Like, they'll get back up if you do a stealth Ooh. takedown. Yeah. And a lot of people who were very, very big advocates of the Arkham system don't like the RPG system. And I can kind of understand where that comes from. Because I'm not a big fan of grinding myself. I like role-playing stuff, but I don't like having to grind just so I can beat one mook who's like level 50. But at the same time, I like the fact that it lets you customize the characters way more than the Arkham games did. Arkham games, you had you had a skill tree, but that was as far as your customization went. This one lets you basically choose the playstyle and direction your character goes in. And you get four characters, so I think that's really cool. Kind of sounds like Spider-Man. Kind of does. Except the enemies have levels. Yeah, that, I, honestly, that's actually a lot closer than the Arkham games because not all the characters are going to be doing Batman's tricks. So you're going to have, kind of like in Spider-Man, how he's like in your face more so than Batman is. Um, you get characters like Red Hood, who's like a sharpshooter and also like the the tank of the team mm -hmm. and then you or you could switch to nightwing who's supposed to be the kind of pseudo support but also like the hit and run character and then you know, the other like batgirl is like the all-rounder and then tim is like you get like teleport or something i don't know they didn't really like <laughs> i don't know how you could teleport you could turn invisible or whatever um uh so they're like get, they're getting really creative with it, and i like that and it's also they also like reassured people that this is going to be a story game it's not going to be the avengers type deal where i don't know if you've been following that but the avengers got a lot of flack for being a game a live game service kind of game you heard about it right alex how the avengers game flopped uh all i know is it flopped and that's it 
Yeah, Sam. <laughs> it flopped because uh, fo- it framed itself as a Spider-Man-esque story game in the Marvel Universe. But it ended up being like a um, a Destiny kind of game. Ah. Where you just team with people online. Uh, Warner Brothers Montreal said that, nope, we're not doing that. Gotham Knights is going to be a single-player game where it's kind of like the Lego games because you get two characters in every level and you can switch between them. It's going to be single-player all the way through, but you can have a second person join you throughout the entire story if you want. Co-op. Yeah, co-op. In in general, I just think this game is bringing a lot to the table, and uh, I think it has a lot of potential. I just want a release date. There's no release date. I feel like that's how all of us except Alex feel. (laughs) Alex is the lucky one. He actually gets (laughs) a release date for his game. The only games uh, interested in that currently have release dates and are somewhat slated for next year are Monster Hunter Rise, another release date. Uh, Persona 5 Strikers, another release date. Mario 3D World, another release date. (laughs) Something's wrong here. (laughs) I don't know. I think it's just, it's because of, well, the pandemic, you know. Pandemic's one, yeah. Push things back. I have a feeling in case, in in Gotham Knights case specifically, I don't really think WB Montreal was ready to announce this thing. They just did because they they had been like hinting at it for like a year and not announcing anything. And everyone was getting kind of pissed off. So I feel like it, it actually wasn't, like they had an alpha build and whatever, but like... I don't think they were really going to release it this year at all. It's it's just slated for like like the League of Legends game you mentioned. It's quarter one, I think, 2021. I just know it's next year. That's all I know. Yeah. I'm getting that for PC. I'm so excited. I'm a, If there's a special edition, I'm nabbing that up like day one because I'm a nerd. Yeah, you are. Yeah. But then again, we all are because we just talked about video games for 45 minutes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I think that pretty much wraps it up this episode. Um yeah, uh dang, this is usually where I would say if you want this game, it's uh, up on the Switch eShop for $45, but I can't say that. <laughs> maybe our games will get can. release dates. <laughs> yeah, maybe in the <laughs> Why does this episode get dated? Like in the next 3 days they're going to announce the release dates for every single one of these games except for Alex's one. Alex is... <laughs> yeah, you already, already have, have a release date. <laughs> that would make me so bad. We're still putting this thing up, though. They're not re-recording this. To, to help Tommy with that, Bravely Default 2 is, in fact, up for pre-order on the eShop. <laughs> oh, there <laughs> you go. Okay. That's cool. And that is uh, 60 bucks. That's AAA RPG. I, I expect that at that point. And if you want a Ruin King and Lego Star Wars, you can add it to your Steam wish list, I guess. I don't know. You can, on the Ruin King website, you can um, subscribe to receive updates on the game. Oh, there you go. Or just follow League of Legends on Twitter. Yeah, we'll, we'll get plenty of updates soon. But yeah, uh, that was all the, the stuff we had in this episode. Uh, you can find our podcast on any podcast app and the Savoy Media Network because we are produced by Savoy Studios. Just go to SavoyMedia.com to find our show. And we're also a proud member of the Tech Podcast Network. If it's tech, it's here. Go to the Tech Podcast Network to find the Cube Command Podcast and many other great tech shows. And uh, follow, uh, watch our YouTube channel. We, we play games. Play many a game. We have uh, an Among Us series coming out probably next Monday. Uh, still in production, but uh, we have other, other series going on. Um, 
And uh, we're experiencing some growth in the channel. We'd like to keep that going. So that's Cube Command on YouTube. Okay, that's pretty much all we have for this episode. This has been the Cube Command Podcast. My name is Tommy Savoya. I'm Nathan. I'm Alex. I want to thank you all for listening, and we will catch you next time. Nick, have you ever heard of Blueberry? Blueberry, what's that? Well, it's only one of the most respected media hosting sites out there with a customizable audio player, media validation, and unlimited downloads. Wow, does it have free technical support? Yes. Is it optimized to work with WordPress for easy blog posts? Yes. Does it require third-party sites to access? No. Is it spelled with a B and an L and a U and a B-R-R-Y? Yes. With affordable hosting packages and detailed statistics, Blueberry must be the best podcast hosting service for me. Yeah, well, wait a second. How'd you know that? I, I didn't say that. I don't know. What are you, what are you talking about? Use our promo code CubeCommand to get your first month of hosting free.